Hey, welcome to Athlete on Fire. I am Scott Jones, your host, and you guys are tuning in to a brand new show called Becoming Ultra. Becoming Ultra is a new series that we're producing here at Athlete on Fire, and it's all about following two runners with the same goal of becoming an ultra runner. And uh, this is the pilot show, if you will. And uh, the way it's working, the way it's going to work, well, there's a lot to it. First of all, if you want to learn more about it, go to becomingultra.com. The the basic outline and description of what we're trying to do here is is all shared on that site. Uh, But to explain why we're in the audio format and why you're listening to this today, uh, let me me take a few minutes. So basically, uh, a few months ago, I approached Matt Trappy who owns Trappy Photography here in Colorado. He shoots uh, a lot of ultra runners. He shoots a lot of active brands, and he's done some film that I really think is amazing. And I pitched this idea to him. And the idea was to follow a couple runners who've never run an ultra before from inception until completion, or at least attempt of completion. So so what, what we've done is I have had the honor of interviewing some amazing athletes, and, and some of these athletes were ultra runners. And some of these ultra runners happen to be the ultra runner of the year for, for the male and female side in 2013. And uh, Ian Sharman and Michelle Yates are the athletes I'm, I'm speaking of. And they're unique because they both have a coaching business. They both coach runners as well. So here's the layout. Uh, Mr. Trappy said he, he would be interested in doing the project. So we started talking about what it would look like. So once we figured out what it would look like, uh, I contacted Ian and Michelle, and, and they have very busy schedules, um, coaching schedules, and they were excited and, and wanted to come on board. So um, so we got the team. <laughs> so now what do we do? I have to create a quick website, um, explain the project, and define the project to potential applicants, and we put it out there, and we have, uh, we have applicants that are interested in becoming the subjects. So what we've... What we're going to do from now until July 19th, which is the, the 50K in, in Aspen, Colorado, that we're, we're going to have everything culminate with, is choose subjects. Matt's going to shoot some backstory. Uh, we're going to be doing some Google Hangouts, hopefully interactive. Hopefully you're interested in, in showing up on those. We're looking at Fridays as a regular standing time. Uh, and we're going to convert those those Google Hangouts into podcasts. So we have an audio format as well for you to, to enjoy, which is what part of today is going to be. I'm, I'm going to step back from this in a minute and let you hear our first call. Uh, so we're going to have calls, Google Hangouts, we're going to have the subjects videoing and doing kind of a, a video log of some of their training runs. And then the big picture is Matt is going to put all this together into a short film at the end. So I have all this content for you to follow these two runners um, along the way, uh, along their journey. Through their coaching sessions, we'll have Ian and Michelle coaching them on, on some of these shows. And that's what it's all about. You know, there's tons of stuff for the elite runners out there, the Scott Jurics and Antons and, uh, oh, my gosh, there's, there's just so many, Anna Frost and, and all these really big-time ultra runners. And, uh, and it's inspiring and it's amazing. And, and a lot of these guys are sponsored. And if they're not, this is what they have chosen to do with their time and, and money. And it's really cool. But we haven't seen your everyday stay-at-home not stay at home. You're everyday single mom that works a full job and really thinks this would be something to accomplish. Um, or your typical guy who's been running roads for his whole life and sits in a cubicle all day dreaming about 
possibly doing an ultra. Those are the type of people we want to showcase. And, and, and that's what we're going to do. There's no promises that's going to be the best show in the world, but, but I'm going to do my best to get as much interesting content and, and resources for you guys to follow along with and listen to. And, and that's where we're at. So today, uh, well, in, in another way, how to take this up, we'll be, this podcast will be duly shared with becomingultra.com and athlete on fire. So it's every week or other week when we post something for the show, uh, for this project, we'll be posting them both in both places. So any of our resources, any video, we'll, we'll be linking them up, up to the show notes and, uh, our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash athlete on fire. So you can, you can go over there and, and check that out as well. So today, I well, a couple days ago, I sat down with Ian and Michelle, and we went over some of the applicants. And for from an audio standpoint, uh, we lost some of the audio, just a weird downloading thing from the MP4. But I think you'll enjoy just hearing the types of people that are are applying to be subjects for the Becoming Ultra Project. So for the rest of this episode, I'm going to just sit back and let you listen to uh, me and Ian Sharman and... Michelle Yates talk about the potential athletes for becoming ultra. Thanks. Good joining me, guys. So, um, yes, excited about this. Really quick, I just wanted to just to let people know. Of course, we're coming together and, and trying to to be efficient with this stuff. Um, but Ian and Michelle, if you guys want to take a minute each and just kind of kind of let everybody know what you're working on right now, um, including becoming ultra, I think that'd be pretty cool insight for for people to know big of an undertaking this kind of is, <laughs> you know? Well, I have a pretty full schedule um, as far as clientele goes, and actually I have two athletes that will be participating in the World Championships in April coming up uh, for the 24-hour, so um, that has uh, consumed some of my time, and of course we want them to perform well. And then um, from there... Uh, just a lot of a lot of racing coming up, really. So um, handling that with clients, and then of course, I've got my three-month-year-old, or she's not even three months, and she's getting to be more interactive. So there's very um, little time in between naps and and all that stuff for anything extra. So for me, it's a uh, it's just jam-packed day. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And you, you went ran you went and ran a couple weeks ago. How how'd that go for you? Yeah, that didn't go so well. Um, I am racing and training again. Uh, I raced in Arizona at the Black Canyon 100K. Um, overall, I'd have to say that my body probably wasn't ready yet for that kind of course. I would I would have been fine, I think, if it was an easier course. Um, but it was a little bit more technical, and um, the downhill, my pelvis just fatigued really quick, and I actually took a really bad spill. And then that knocked some, some, bluntly speaking, vagina bones out of place and all that. So um, <laughs> my stride really, I, I had no stride. And I was oh. maintaining uh, actually second place then uh, through like 30, 36 miles or something. Uh, actually through 41, but I, I was walking at that point. And I, <laughs> I was still doing good, but I just it got to the point where I wasn't sure if I was hurting myself more than, you know, I was if it was worth it or not, basically. And obviously, Western states is worth it. But if I had a shattered pelvis by then, then I couldn't run anyway. So I just wanted to play it safe. And uh, luckily, it wasn't anything. It was just a few random weird adjustments that I had to have. And then and now I'm back on track and I'm good to go. So 
Wow. I mean, that's a, that's ambitious. How many months after your uh, your little girl was born did you? That was two months and ten days after she was born. So, yeah. um, like I said, I really I really feel like. If the course was a uh, wasn't downhill, which is obviously very demanding on the pelvis, and as technical um, as it was, and it wasn't like extremely technical, but enough to where my my pelvis in that core region really had to work, then I think I would have been totally fine because really I was not even I didn't even feel like I had run you know 30 40 miles at all. Yeah. But it was really no, cool. frustrating, but it was what it was, and. Um, I'm actually probably going to take another chance and go to Gorge 100K and uh, see how that goes for me because I think that I'll be fine. Even after two weeks, I'm already so much stronger in that core region. I almost feel normal, so it's great. No, that's awesome. Ian, had you run that one before? Uh, no, but I have done, I've done Gorge Waterfalls, not the, uh, the Black Canyon one, though. Yeah. yeah I just, of course. And now the fact that you can get into Western States through it is a, an added bonus. Is it considered a quick course? Uh, there's quite a lot of running in it. Um, the, when I did it, it was a slightly different route, and they only had the 50K, but uh, uh, there's lots of running, certainly, but you know, it depends on the weather. It's Oregon in winter, so if you get a load of snow and mud, then that slows it down a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Michelle, you're a beast. I can't believe you tried that after two months. That's just amazing and awesome. It's really cool. Um, so, Ian, what, what, what have you been working on, man? Where, where are you at right now? Um, well, th the two things that I spend most of my time doing, uh, coaching people, obviously, and uh, also the U.S. Skyrunner series. So, uh, Luckily, that's all set up for this year with the 2015 races all out there. So at this point, I'm not having to do too much about that, but uh, a lot of it's to do with kind of marketing it and planning how things are going to go through the year. Um, so on top of that, I'm trying to, uh, to really just fit in some quality training. I did a 100-miler at the end of January, so it's now three and a half weeks ago. So now it's nice to be able to uh, to be just about feeling a bit more normal in the legs and get back to, to my normal training again. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Which 100-miler was it? So that was at Rocky Raccoon 100-miler in Texas. Uh, it was the USATF National Championship. But to be honest, in trail running, National Championship doesn't mean a whole lot. There's The big races are things like Western States, um, uh, where you get all the top guys from around the world. So uh, it was nice to, to have a solid run. They're not as, as quick as I hoped, but I, I got the win, so uh, it's a good start to the year. Was the the, the female trail 100 was broken, wasn't it, down there? Yes, the, the, that course hold, holds the fastest male and female times on, uh, on 100 miles of trails in North America. Um, so Nicole Studer broke the female record. She ran 14.22, taking about 20 minutes off the record from another course. Uh, and I hold the record from a few years ago in 12.44. But I, I was about 40 minutes off my time. So it uh, wasn't, wasn't the perfect day, but I came back from a stress fracture. So uh, I was just hoping that I could uh, run 100 miles and not be injured. So uh, it definitely passed that uh, test. Cool, man. So, okay, before we start looking at these applications, we have about nine applications for Becoming Ultra, which is exciting. I mean, our hands are tied in, in the fact that we're specifying Colorado athletes only just because for costs and, and for a lot of obvious reasons that makes it easier on all of us. Um, but before we do that, you guys are both training clients right now. I'll give you guys both a chance. Is there a client right now um, – that's made some really big strides recently that you can share, or, or even in the last year that, that that's interesting, um, that might be kind of inspirational for people to hear? Um, from my perspective, I'd say it's probably the people who go into 100 milers. So when they, they do their first 100, it's always that big step up. 
even if they've done other ultras, and some of them sometimes take it on with very little experience of, of other ultras. So I always find it really amazing when there's someone who maybe started running a year or two ago, and then they're already doing a 100-miler, and then they finish it, and maybe even better, they, they break 24 hours and get the, the sub-24-hour buckle. Um, so I had six people running at Rocky Raccoon, and all but one of them broke 24 hours, so they were ecstatic with that. Some of them, um, one of them is their first 100-miler. A couple of them, it was their first time under 24 hours. So uh, I'm always particularly impressed by when people go that far beyond, especially if they haven't been running for that long. And again, that fits in with the whole Becoming Ultra thing of pushing your boundaries and, and seeing what it's like to really jump into the deep end with ultras. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Michelle? Well, I have to give a shout-out again to my uh, two-world champion uh, ladies that are representing USA again. Um, both of them, I think, uh, before they started with me, were hoping to run like sub 19s in the 100 mile and um, have def all the way down to like 16 something now in their 24 hour races, as well as um, top 10 with their um, mileage that they actually did at the New Jersey 24-hour that qualified them for the World Championships. And actually, I had three ladies there. They all went one, two, three, but the third lady is Asian. Um, but now she's actually ranked number two in her country for the 24-hour with um, the miles that she put down. So, um, you know, for example, Maggie Goodall is one of the ladies I'm referring to, and she's uh, one of the top Americans now of all time in the 24-hour. And, um, you know, she never really imagined that is, is what um, she had told me, and now she's going to go to the World Championships and represent the USA, and she's ecstatic about that, and I am too, and I think that she can uh, really, really bring the, the game and the level of the 24-hour up with that. Nice. So where are the worlds this year, and when are they? Italy and mid-April. I can't remember exactly what day. Cool, cool. Now, you know, every once in a while, I think when we hop on here, just sharing some of the stuff that you guys are working on is cool because you guys stay really busy. Matt, our, our videographer, had to cancel last minute on us because he's actually had a shoot that he thought he'd be able to get out. So, I mean, to get all four of us together is, is quite a feat. So I appreciate your all's time, of course. And I'm excited to work on this with you. And uh, so let's get into the uh, the application. So I will say we have, let's see, we have eight applications. And the only way we marketed this for anybody listening is through all of our social media. We haven't done anything huge. Um, me, me and Lauren posted out to one of our races. We have a couple hundred people for a trail race coming up. And I think we might have got one of the applications from there. But really, we didn't, we didn't have a huge push. Um, it was just in-network. So uh, that being said, uh, some of the things that you had to do to qualify for for the Becoming Ultra project was hiring Michelle or Ian as your coach, and uh, that's number one. And after we go through this, um, once we decide of a couple that, that might be interesting, then then I'm going to give give these these athletes a call and and, and get, a, get a few more details and make sure they're committed because it's going to be a pretty intense... The, I have a feeling Ian and, and Michelle uh, are pretty good, intense coaches. And I, can't, I want them to know what they're in for, basically. So um, some of the people didn't read the, the, the uh, application as well as they needed to. So we have some people who have done longer distances than 13. So I'm, I'm going to leave them out until the end. But the, there's still a couple decent 
stories with that and people who haven't run more than a marathon. So we'll we'll talk about that. There's there's always room for for movement. I'm not gonna say any names right now for the for the program. So um, let's see here. First one, I'll work from the bottom up. First one, the, the person did not read the application. I'm not going to do that one. The second one, we have someone born in 1981. Um, I, I asked everybody where they were from in Colorado. So maybe Ian and Michelle, if you want to take a couple of notes. So this is a female. We, we kind of wanted to have a female and a male for the, for the show, for the Becoming Ultra Project. Uh, this is a female around 30, 30 plus. Um, how long have you been running? about 20-ish years, so somebody's been running for a while. The longest uh, she's ever run is a half marathon, so it's perfect for what we're looking for. And the next question is, why would you want to be part of this project? Or, no, why would you want to run an ultra? And her answer was, because it's insane and because it's, quote-unquote, impossible, because I constantly need to feel challenged to nurture my gratitude and because I know that succeeding in something this big is incredibly empowering, which is a pretty cool answer. Um, Tell us something unique about yourself. So she's a former Marine. She served as an aircraft rescue firefighter from 99 to 2003 in San Diego and in Iwakuni, Japan. And she's also in the initial push for Iraqi, for into Iraq for Operation Iraqi Freedom. So that's pretty interesting. We have an ex-military person here, which I think is pretty interesting. And then we go to find out what she's doing um, for a living. Uh, she's a firefighter. And she says, I think it's the best job in the world. Though if I say that in front of my daughters, they remind me besides being a mom. Well, of course, being a mom is the best. Uh, do you have any recurring injuries? This, this was a question that we wanted to put out there. Um, I think Ann mentioned this, which was really smart, uh, just so we weren't rehabbing people from day one. Because <laughs> uh, you know, injuries might happen during the training anyway, just part of the deal. Uh, and she has no recurring injuries. Um, why do you want to be one of the two becoming ultra-athletes? So I'm a single mom of two kids, age seven and four. I have a job that demands quite a lot from me in maintaining a high level of fitness and continuous skills uh, skills training. I recently left an abusive relationship. I'm making a new life for myself. I have much to be grateful for, but my life is not simple or easy at the moment. I want to be an inspiration to someone out there following this adventure. I think many people could look at my story and say, well, if she can do it, so can I. What do you guys think about that, about that, that reason? I think it sounds good, but get going, Michelle, yeah. Yeah, I mean, same thing. It sounds good, um, but let's see what else we have on the table. The only um, thing that I would have with that is, like, the fact that she was a Marine or in the military, and she's pretty hardcore, obviously, and, I mean, props to her for sure. Um, but people might look at that as in, well, she is a Marine, that's why she can do this kind of thing. Is that, am I the only one that kind of... That's just kind of the thing that I got off of that. I don't know. I, if that's, I agree. I mean, becoming ultra, I think it's it's trying to take things to a new level. She's obviously already done a lot of really hardcore uh, physical stuff in her life as part of her job. And the fact she's been doing 20 years of running, um, it's less of a step up when you've been running regularly for that long than someone who's maybe been around for a few years and they've just reached half marathons or something like that. I wouldn't yeah. counter out, but I would just um, say that oh, maybe a lot of the people watching wouldn't be able to relate as well to her um, because most of them probably aren't, you know, ex-Marine or, you know, still involved in the military or whatnot. Um, and 
like Ian said, accomplished so many things already. Um, so maybe we should continue just looking for. Yeah. Yeah, for person. sure. All right. Let's see here. Next person. Uh, longest distance they have run, and I'll let you know if it's a male or female. It is a. I can't tell. <laughs> I don't have male or female in there, and the name is definitely could go both ways. So I'm not. I don't know for sure. Um, but we have somebody that is twenty, mid mid to late twenties. Um, how long have you been running for three years, racing for less than one? The furthest they've done is is a half. Um, why would you want to run an ultra? To be sure, or to be honest, I'm not sure what's possessing me to run one, but it's something I can't stop thinking about. I, it's something I daydream about. It's what keeps me from sleeping. I think it'd be uh, be a point from which I'd step away from who I've been into who I want to become. It's a pretty cool answer. That is. Um, so the next question: Tell us something unique about yourself. I am the firecracker comedian in my social circles. The jokester in my family, I usually make complete strangers laugh within seconds of meeting them, but I've struggled with depression for as long as I can remember. I've endured two de depressive episodes, and both times I thought the world was ending. I've seen the darkest corners of the human spirit, and it's the reason I'm able to love people I've never met. After I finally found a medication that worked in 2013, it gave me a pretty odd hero complex, and now all I want to do is save the world and make people feel better about life, so I'm always cracking jokes. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you do for a living? I bartend to pay for EMT school, but I have my sights set on becoming a firefighter and a member of Search and Rescue. I work for an outdoor, I work for outdoor youth camps during the summer. Pretty cool, diverse so far. I like this one. Um, any injuries? No, no major injuries to speak of or recurring injuries. Um, then let's see here. So there was a question. Uh, which of you two, Michelle or Ian, would you be interested in in working with? <laughs> so I put you guys on. I threw you under the bus a bit, but um, after reading about Michelle, she just really seems like someone I could challenge myself to be like, and someone I'd hate to disappoint. I've never done something this intense, but my heart just whispered yes. And in a big way, I want to stop being lazy and stop putting my dreams on hold. Um, and I'd like to become somebody like her. So shout out for Michelle. That's pretty cool. How does that make you feel, Michelle? Is that kind of is that weird or is that cool? That's really, really awesome. I mean, I think that anybody would uh, feel motivated and inspired by somebody who is looking up to them um, in that sense. So, you know, I would definitely hope to challenge that person and obviously help them accomplish their goals for sure. Cool. And we just found out she's a female because she mentioned being a, a woman in, in that last answer. Um have you ever quit anything? I thought this was kind of an interesting question. Um, yes, when I was really sick in college, I dropped out of my second year after being top student my whole life. I felt like everything I had going for me and everything I'd ever defined myself by was gone, like I was a total failure. For nearly a year afterwards, I rarely got out of bed. I hung out with really, or I hung out with dangerous people, and I almost killed myself in a New Year's Eve car accident. Quitting school led me to to rock bottom. But waking up in the ER was also my inner awakening, and since I've learned to define myself in my own terms and never give up on life. Um, it it seems to be a common theme in, in ultra running. There's often um, things that people have had in the past they're trying to overcome. I, I know lots of people have had either depression or um, other kind of mental illnesses, anorexia, for example. So um, I think that's a, a good story to come from that I think a lot of people could relate to as well. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And I, I gave, um, I'll go ahead, Michelle. I was just going to say agreed. Um, you know, I know some of the other elite athletes, too, that have come out and said they've struggled with depression and all that kind of stuff. So I think that um, we know that a lot of people can relate to that. So um, I think it sounds good. Yeah, and there's a, I mean, I'm somewhat paraphrasing because there's there's a lot there's a lot of uh, verbiage in these applications, um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to make it interesting and give you guys as much of, of all of them as I can. But there is a theme. Um, there, there's a question that I ask in the that the application asks in the end. This is your last chance to convince us that that you're right for the for the project and. Uh, Making us proud. They don't know us, and they want to make us proud. That's interesting, and I think as coaches, do you guys try to always put it back on the athlete? Like they're the ones that are doing this stuff, getting it done. It always just... has to be for themselves ultimately. I mean, it can't be to try and impress someone or to gain favor with anyone, whether it's the coach or someone else. Um, but no, it, everything that's an extra motivator is going to be really helpful. So um, I think one of the best or one of the main roles a coach has, other than being able to guide things, is also to keep someone honest so that they do the training and they commit to it and they know that if they miss runs, they have someone to explain to. So that kind of accountability is very important. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you guys are listening to it, anybody, anybody listening out there, um, one of the questions of this survey was, do we have permission to share this with the world? So everyone who I'm reading about said yes. Even they don't mind sharing names. I'm just not sharing names yet because we don't know who we're going to pick. Um, the same person, the, the last answer, I'm going to read it because it's, it's pretty good. Um, this is your last chance to, to let us know why you should be a part of the project. And, and she says, I guess to sum things up, running is the thing that saved me. It saves me every day. I never felt alive or free until I found it, and I'd like to help in diving further in to stop daydreaming and actually do something remarkable. I think under the weight of this heavy, heavy world, there's still universal human hope and the ability to rise above darkness, and I believe it can be manifested in a pair of running shoes. I guess if I can motivate anyone, especially anyone who's battling demons like depression or failure or loss, and seeking that out and finding the hero in themselves, well, that would be quite a grand adventure. And I'm not afraid of the and I'm not afraid of, afraid of the pain that it takes to get there. I think that uh, her writing skills are phenomenal. <laughs> she's like inspiring me just sitting here. So, I know. Um, I feel like that will definitely carry through this this monitor and out to the real world as well. So. Um, I know that if that was the same lady that had her hopes up to train with me, I, I bet that she would be just as happy to train with Ian since um, he's obviously credible and phenomenal himself. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, she's definitely a good writer. I mean, if you if you can verbalize uh, what running means to you and it kind of resonates with people who are around runners and run themselves, it's it's pretty cool, especially for you guys. And that should help as well with the video side of it, that she'll probably be able to articulate things really well. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, it's it's hard thinking about taking this from from written and conceptual to video and actually having this real person in front of us. You know, that's that's kind of exciting. Um, all right, so this next person considers herself a beginner runner, um, but she's run a marathon before. And I'm, I'm going to... Let me see. I have, like, the rest of them. No, this one hasn't run. Let's go with the ones that haven't run uh, a, a competitive marathon. Although, if it's a, a road marathon, for example, there's a big difference between running a road marathon and running a mountain 50K. So it is still a big step up and a totally different type of race. And yeah. I would have to say, I did my first marathon when I was, like, 18 as a bet with my brother. So if it was something like that where you don't, 
honestly really know what the heck you were doing, <laughs> and you're barfing the whole way home, you know, I would have to say, you know, give some leniency on that that sense, too. And okay. he's absolutely right. Mountain trails are completely different. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad you guys said that, because some of the answers are just as good, and I wanted to have a little bit of leniency on that. And I definitely understand the difference between 26 on the road and 30 point, or 31 on the trail or 32 on the trail so okay so this is time she's looking at at least even though it's only another five miles to do a 50k she's probably looking at a 50 to 75 percent extra time yeah <laughs> slight difference there in, yeah. in effort well and, and plus the fact that she considers herself a beginner that that'll lend itself to to the effort but anyway okay uh female around 30 give or take a couple years um why would you want to run an ultra? So let's see here. I've seen my sister and her boyfriend compete at many races. I've also crewed and volunteered at many ultras. I would love the opportunity for the same experience. So she knows what it's about, apparently. Uh, tell us something unique about yourself. I foster dogs and have dedicated most of my life to that. Awesome. Um, what do you do for a living? PSC at the Children's Hospital. What's PSC? Uh, probably... Pediatric specialist, something, maybe. I don't know. Oh, that, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the Children's Hospital, so I would assume it's something. Like and that. right there, I would love yeah, just, to say off, that I had some big dramatic reason on why the audio trailed off. Uh, well, I did trail it off on purpose, but for some reason, the the Google Hangout, the YouTube video, uh, when we downloaded it as MP4, although the the video is there, the audio would not download past the 26th minute. So um, it's never happened. I've done this about 50 times. I've spent about three hours today trying to figure out how to grab the audio, couldn't figure it out. I think it's just a, an anomalous issue here. Um, and if not, it's, it, it shouldn't happen again. But uh, anyway, we, we go, go on to talk about a couple, a couple other entries and, and, uh, and decide that we're getting close and we want to have somebody by the first or second week of March to to start training. So you can see we have we have some good varied varied responses, and me and Ian, me Ian and and Michelle were having a good time, kind of just going over it and, and trying to think how how would this really relate, or how would people be able to relate to this person or that person, and would they really have the right you know are they doing it for the right reasons and all, and all that good stuff. And that, and that's part of you know we want this to be entertaining for you guys following along. And we want to be able to, to bring resources. You know, if we can find something that is common or that we think other people are going through and they're going to reach for this, this ultra goal, then, then maybe you will be able to relate and reflect and, and, and learn something from them and, uh, when you're going out to maybe go run your own ultra. So hopefully this is inspiring you in, in more than one way. Uh, so this is just a, a microcosm of what we are going to be doing. We're going to try to do this on a weekly basis, um, whether it's just us, the, the internal team, or the subjects. Um, we're going to be bringing a lot of this type of content to you. And if you want to listen to the rest of that show, that post, um, you can go to the YouTube channel. I will put that in the show notes for sure. Um, all of these podcasts will be found on becomingultra.com as well as athleteonfire.com. So this is going to be a, a podcast through Athlete on Fire, um, but we're going to share it with the Becoming Ultra site as well. So we'll have this posted in the show notes of both of those sites. So whatever, whichever one you're listening to, athleteonfire.com uh, slash becomingultra will have this information and becomingultra.com. 
until next time, uh, you know, we're going to be sifting through these 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 uh, applications and trying to pin down who we're going with. And uh, the next time that we talk, we'll probably have our subjects. So, thanks so much for following the journey of these uh, these two runners who have yet to be chosen on their their goal to become an ultra runner. I'm Scott Jones with Athlete on Fire, and you're listening to Becoming Ultra, call number one. Thank you for listening to Athlete on Fire. Stay fired up with additional resources and information at athleteonfire.com.